Welcome to the Hidden White Podcast, episode 1065, my interview with Jillian Pereira, and we're discussing the business pickle. I hope you enjoy. Hello, Jillian. Welcome to the Hidden White Podcast. Great to have you here today. Thanks, Lee. It's great to be with you. So tell us a little bit about yourself. You're based in Sydney. You're the lead researcher behind the business pickle. Um, That's right. Give us your elevator pitch. Brilliant. So yeah, as you've mentioned, I'm on the team at The Business Pickle and we're a research content platform that's here for leaders ready to do good. So the reason we started The Business Pickle is because we believe business can be a powerful force for good in the world, which I'm sure you'd agree with. But as you may know, your listeners may know, putting that into action can be really complicated And so we want to help those leaders in businesses to improve their impact and give them tips and insights along the way. And so that's why we're here. How long has it been established for? So we're quite new. uh, We've been running in the background for just over a year, but we launched our website with all our different um, reports and resources in August. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're quite new to the space. Very interesting concept. Who came up with this idea? Yeah, well, it actually began over brunch, which is one of my favourite pastimes um, with my now co-founder, Simon. And we were actually just um, catching up and discussing some different businesses that we'd seen who had really shifted the way they were doing things in order to make a bigger impact. And yeah, we just started having these conversations around like how admirable that is, but how complicated it, it is as well. And so originally it started as an idea for a podcast and yeah. it just seemed to snowball from there. So now we do in-depth research reports, podcasts, videos. We run workshops. We do events and all sorts of things. Um, so we're really wanting to use all different kind of formats to engage leaders on these topics of um, making an impact through business. Okay. So you've got a podcast then, The Business Pickle, I assume it's called? Yes. Yeah, just The Business yeah. Pickle. And we're on all the places where people are listening so that's an easy way to find us there okay and what can we expect by um, jumping onto that podcast just ideas about you know what we're doing in our businesses great question so the way we've structured the podcast is we've done a bit of a deep dive into different topics that are relevant to businesses so we've got a series on giving how businesses can give money to the nonprofit sector and help drive change there we have a series on food waste, which is a big problem. We're wasting a third of the food that we produce in the world. So we talked to experts, we talked to business leaders and brought together some learnings on that and created a series. And then we've also got one on packaging, which is a mm. problem I'm sure we're all aware of. Um, just wanting to kind of uh, unpack what all the complexities of packaging are, what businesses can be looking to do, what some of the quick wins are. And so each episode involves some conversation, dialogue between myself and Simon on the team. And then we also feature different expert uh, interview excerpts from people we've talked to in the space. Yeah, nice. What, um, I mean, do you focus on all sort of businesses, like any size and all, you know, ranges of businesses? Yeah, so we really think about um, the businesses that we're uh, we really want to engage with. Um, We use um, the technological adoption curve that you might be aware of and we kind of apply it to impact in business. So um, if you can picture it, it's a bell curve. At one end, you've got the pioneers and these are businesses that are really driving change. They're kind of on the cutting edge, maybe 
Patagonia might be an example or um, some other, you know, amazing work being done. Then you've got your early adopters. So these are businesses that are kind of second in line. They're, they're seeing what the Patagonias of the world are doing and they're chasing after it. But then we've got about a third of businesses that fall into this space of the early majority. And these are businesses that are motivated to change. They're motivated to keep innovating and adapting, but maybe they're not quite as far along in the journey. Maybe they're a legacy business and they've got some structures and systems in place that are difficult to shift overnight. And so we really see that the early majority businesses, however people might identify within mm -hmm. that space, are the ones that we'd love to, to kind of engage with um, because we don't want to convince people that it's important to do good in business. We think that's, you know, that's a great starting point of understanding and then we're there to help on that, um, that next kind of stage of their, okay. of their journey. And in terms yeah. of size of business, uh, we kind of think about medium-sized businesses where, um, again, maybe they've got some systems or structures in place. Maybe they've got ESG on their horizon or some kind of sustainability strategy, but in terms of executing it or having the resources to put it into practice, maybe there's a gap there that we can help with. So, yeah, that's roughly where we sit. But, again, we're happy to engage like with fun work. Any any kind of business. It is fun work. It's very varied. Yeah. Yes. That's a, yeah, and that's always good, isn't it, when you have varied work. On a macro level, if you're looking at businesses in today's society, whether it's Australia or global, what are some of the key fundamental challenges that you think are, are not being addressed by businesses? Yeah, sure. So when we think about what it means to do good in business, uh, that can mean a lot of broad things. So maybe if, mm. just to kind of take a step back and think about what that could mean, for some leaders and businesses, it simply means providing jobs, providing essential products and services that are helping people in some way. And But for others, it might become, um, you know, think about becoming carbon neutral or thinking about their environmental impacts. For others, um, it might be doing a full supply chain assessment of ethics, environmental, sustainable practices. So when we're thinking in this space, it can mean a lot of things when people um, kind of approach the topic. Mm -hmm. But in terms of some of the big challenges, um, obviously the, the issues around climate are a big one that um, we hear a lot about. Um, but yeah. I think what we're seeing is almost a, um, a potentially a lack of focus for businesses on what they should be directing their efforts and energy towards. So we actually did a leader survey to try and get a bit of a temperature check of where leaders are at, what their challenges are. And what we found was that while 70% of these leaders say that their businesses have a responsibility to improve their impact, only two in five of those leaders felt personally responsible to make an impact. So there's potentially a bit of a, um, you know, a disconnect there. Mm. And then in terms of the challenges that those leaders identified as really important and big issues that they're struggling with in their business, there are some major themes that came through. Again, climate action was a big one, packaging and waste, and also equity and diversity. So these are obviously big, um, big picture themes, but maybe give a sense of where businesses are at and what they're grappling with at the moment. Mm. It's hard to know where you'd start with a business because they'd all be so varied and varied in what their um their, the major problems are. You talk about doing good and impact in business. Um and um, this is just a, a kind of negative sort of perspective, mm. I guess, from my stance. I feel like business is really generally about making money. And yeah. and most business, I, I don't feel that would have good intent on making an impact. 
Um, maybe yeah. they do and maybe some new age businesses do, but generally like the big businesses that I grew up with, I think they're just about profiting. Yeah, it's a really good point and there's definitely truth in that because businesses need to turn a profit. They need to, you know, meet their bottom line. They need to be doing the everyday things of business, providing their services, providing their products, driving revenue, all of these things. And so what um, the way that we see it is that there is a shift happening. So um, from whether it be shareholders or even customers, particularly younger generations coming up that are really demanding more from business in terms of um, what impacts they're having in the world. And it might mm. be things like we're even seeing that from a legislatory kind of perspective of the Modern Slavery Act here in Australia and other movements around the world to say, no, we, we actually need to hold businesses to um, a higher level of accountability when it comes to what the impacts of their business is in the world. And um, I think, yeah, in terms of whether it's um, it's growing, I think as well we're seeing a big growth around ESG, which is environment uh, social governance frameworks that businesses are thinking about, that shareholders are asking for, that boards are kind of seeing as on the horizon of even where investment goes, businesses are seeing these things as more important. So it's definitely um, a burgeoning space. It's I think there's a lot that we're going to see over the next, say, 10, 20 years. Um, but as you say, there's the day-to-day -day reality of running a business that won't go away. And, you know, business isn't set up as a non-profit. It's a whole different kind of ball game. And so it isn't to say, I'll throw all of that out no, the window exactly. and let's all, all just focus on um, the good we're doing, but how can we practically implement changes in our business that are, you know, helping in some way? Yeah, I mean, we're all out there working for a reason and that's mm. to make a living, aren't we, really, at yes. the end of the day, like you are with your business. Um, I suppose if we look at it, and this can relate to life too, I think, um, and this is just deep thought in my head at the moment, but mm. if you look at a business right now, how would you start the process of saying, okay, well, let's have a look at what you're doing and how you can make good impact? Like yeah, where do sure. we start with that? Yeah. And I think it's important in life as well. Yes, for sure. And it really does depend on context as to where the, the business is at. I think yeah. um, a helpful clarifying question is how far – um, how far along in the process they are. So say we come to a business and they think, look, this isn't an area like we haven't even thought about ESG, we haven't thought about our sustainability, we haven't thought about anything and we just don't know where to focus. It might be um, first off doing a bit of a benchmark, um, benchmarking of what's happening in the industry already. So what does good look like in um, in that particular field, where are other businesses moving towards and what are some of the frameworks that exist out there? Because it isn't a matter of every business thing needing to reinvent the wheel yeah. on like trying to come up with all these things. There are actually really helpful frameworks, certifications, programs out there that businesses can engage with to get clear on what it is. And I think also um, to actually just think about in a really practical way, okay, what are, what are our, um, you know, what is, what areas does our supply chain touch or what areas do our operations impact mm. and what, what's going on in each of those kind of streams. Um, so it's, it's about finding things that are genuinely connected to what that business is already doing rather than thinking, oh, we should, um, for instance, on the corporate giving topic, oh, we should donate to this random charity because we should be doing some good. It's like, well, maybe there's a better way to go about that and 
think about um, how your business does it. So that's quite a broad answer. Um, yeah, that- no, it makes sense. What do you think on the idea of businesses, um, you know, I guess not necessarily taking the easy way because businesses are busy and they've got other focuses, but just doing a, a charity donation to a charity that, I don't know, maybe doesn't seem to be aligned with the business, but they're doing mm. it because they think, oh, we'll be seen as good because we're giving money. It's like, you know, when you're walking down the street and you give $10 to someone that's sitting there begging. Yes. You know, do you do it for the right intention or not? And should businesses be more uh, thoughtful in how they give back? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I would say that, yes, businesses should be more thoughtful in how they give back. And, again, this is something that we dove into on our giving topic. So just to give you a bit of a sense of the landscape, um, in 2018-2019, corporate giving in the U.S., was $21 billion and across the world a survey um, of I think it was over 40 countries by Candid showed that um, just over 40% of philanthropic funding in response to COVID came from the corporate sector. So there's a lot of money flowing from businesses into the nonprofit space um, but it's um, also a challenge of making sure that those dollars are actually creating impact. So if a business does say just make a cursory donation to a charity that they've picked out off the internet or whatever it might be. Uh, That's not to say that all of those dollars are actually going to create impact at the end of the day. So something that we were really surprised by in our research was a study showing that um, for nonprofit impact projects that encounter roadblocks of some kind, 46% of those roadblocks were caused by funders. And so businesses that, you know, maybe if they do just want to tick a box and donate money, uh, you know, that's, you know, at least it's something. But yeah, in terms yeah, of, of wanting to make a, um, making sure that those dollars are actually creating change, it's more about setting up longer-term partnerships, um, really in- interrogating uh, what your business vision is, what your business mission is, and what a nonprofit um, might be doing that fits in with that. Mm. Um, so thinking from from that kind of perspective and working on, yeah, more of a trust-based, longer-term uh, relationship with a nonprofit is really where you can actually drive change and where each of those dollars is actually going to create more impact. Mm. And from a, you know, from a business perspective, even things like staff engagement can get boosted through that. You know, more and more people are wanting to work in businesses that have a clear purpose and, and feel engaged in their work to something bigger than themselves. And so these are ways businesses can really almost kill two birds with one stone in terms of making an impact in to that nonprofit, but also helping their team um, feel engaged in their work and wanting to work for that organisation. Do you look at, at that um, side of things like the employee situation and I guess their satisfaction with the workplace? Do you do a lot of research and, and help support businesses in that segment? Yeah, so it hasn't been a strong focus of ours as yet, but in terms of the work that we do, say a business actually engages our services, we do surveys of their staff um, in order to understand where they're at and what they want to see the business doing. So, Mm. yeah, insights can come through that way. But in terms of a big study, um, we're really at this point in time drawing on secondary sources around, you know, um, what the impact of purpose for customers or for um, staff and those kinds of things. So it's an interesting space mm. that hopefully we'll, we'll have more to share on. Yeah, I'm a bit disconnected from it all, but, I mean, the, the figures I still read is that most people are dissatisfied with their workplace. Mm. Um, 
so that's well, that's one aspect of it. But I also think that this this world of social connectivity, where we're just surrounded by all this information, yes, is sometimes a little bit false and misleading. And so mm-hmm. we all become this righteous person of I want to protect the environment, or I want this in my work life. Um, yes. But perhaps it's not the real reality of the situation. You know what I mean? Like, yes. And I think you're right. There can be, um, we can really be drawn into whatever the headlines are at that time or just um, the amount, almost a barrage of information mm. every day across so many different issues. And it's kind of like, how do you find a way through this quagmire of things I'm meant to be caring about, things I'm meant to be doing something about? Um, but I think if we just break it down to like, what can we do today that's an improvement on yesterday and get really practical? So, for each of our reports, we try and uh, finish with some really practical steps that businesses can take. What are the easy wins? What are the small changes that over a long time or over, you know, as your business scales, you can see a change? So, mm. um, it isn't a matter of every business needing to solve these massive problems. Um, but if we all do a little bit, these things can shift. Yeah. So where give us some practical takeaways now for a business um, owner listening out there or a business leader, um, whether it's a small, medium or large business, what can we do? Yeah, sure. So I would say um, first off it's about learning and listening. So gather some evidence, think about what are other businesses in your industry or in similar industries already doing. So it might be look at their reports, find what their ESG frameworks are, see what's happening in the space and find out what kind of certifications or frameworks could work for you. So, um, for instance, when we were looking at the issue of packaging, we came across Mm -hmm. some great resources from the Ellen MacArthur Foundation, which really helps businesses understand how they can make their packaging more circular with lots of practical examples from businesses. They've got um, basically online tools you can use to run workshops with your team, all kinds of resources that are freely available. And the other one was the Cradle to Cradle Products Innovation Institute, which is a globally recognized framework to help businesses improve their packaging across lots of different domains, environmental and social. And so um, these are tools, these are frameworks or certifications that mean someone's coming alongside your business and showing you, okay, this is evidence-based steps that you can take to make a difference. Mm. Um, And I think just finding what's happening in that particular area that you're interested in or that your industry is sitting in and again, you don't need to create all this stuff from the ground up, like partner with others, talk to other leaders. And another big one is to actually share the small changes you're making in your business or sharing what you don't know yet and actually not being afraid to have those conversations. I think sometimes um, businesses are afraid to say they've shifted one little thing in their business. They're almost afraid that they're going to be hit with backlash that, oh, you're not doing enough or you haven't done this properly. But I think, um, just being able to honestly share what little changes are being made can actually help other businesses see that and also start to shift things in their business. 100%. So, yeah, those are just some some tips, but there's a lot more, obviously, that could be said. What an exciting role. I mean, I love the idea of business and, and what business is doing. So uh, the Business Pickle, good um, good solution provider, I suppose. 
Yeah, that's right. And um, yeah, we we hope that what we provide, whether it's like we've got free free reading and resources available on our website, as well as you know, if businesses do need a helping hand along the way, we can get alongside them in that way. So we're really hoping that what we're providing is helpful and practical and creates change. Yeah, I love it. How can people best find out more about you? Obviously, you've got the Business Pickle podcast. Yes. So that three times fast is going to be a challenge. <laughs> That's right. a go? bit of a tongue twister. So the best place to find us is thebusinesspickle.com. And we're also on all the various social media platforms. Again, if you just search The Business Pickle, you'll find us. We've got our podcast and we're also on YouTube if you prefer video format. And again, thebusinesspickle.com will will show up wherever wherever you're looking. That's awesome. Gillian, thanks for coming on the podcast today. Thanks so much for having me. Great to chat. Guys, check it out at thehiddenwhy.com. Until next time, peace, passion and purpose. See you soon. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. I hope you love what you're hearing. If you like this episode, guys, or any of the episodes that you're listening to here at The Hidden Why, please do me a favor by sharing it. You can share it with your families. You can share it with your loved ones. You can do that by using your favorite social media channels using the icons on the platform that you're listening to The Hidden Why podcast. Also, guys, if you're a fan of the show, please connect with me. Connect with me at thehiddenwide.com. I love to hear from you. I love to converse with the people that listen to this show to find out what they enjoy, what they don't enjoy, and perhaps if they have any questions or feedback for the show as well. You can stay up to date with all that I'm releasing here, guys. I do a solo show every Monday, a three-minute thought every Thursday. I do two interviews a week on a Wednesday and a Saturday and a book review every Friday. You can stay up to date with all that by subscribing to my newsletter at thehiddenwire.com. Just enter your email address there and also subscribing to the podcast on the platform that you choose to listen to your podcast. You can also support the show, guys, by using the Amazon links at thehiddenwire.com. So if you like books, you can get all the books that I review there um, and anything else, really, that you like to purchase through Amazon. So use that link. It helps support the show. And we've also got a deal with Audible, guys. Audible is a fantastic way to listen to all your favorite books. We've got a deal with them so you can get two free books when you subscribe or, yeah, subscribe to a 30-day free trial. So check that out, again, at thehiddenwire.com. Guys, that's it from me. You know what to do. Go out there. Breathe more passion into every single moment. Do everything with greater purpose and in doing so you will discover your hidden why this is the hidden why my name is Lee Manutzi until next time peace passion and purpose see you soon